Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I am your host, Ed Cheney, and the founder and CEO of Canafil CBD. I am here with my lovely co-host, Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So, by delivering reliable knowledge in an unregulated CBD industry, we are connecting you with everything you should know about CBD. And today, it is about the sustainability of hemp. Because hemp is here to stay. Yes, let's hope so. Yeah. So... From its uses in both textile manufacturing and the food industry, and its legal journey. So, I want to make one thing clear. We are just talking about the hemp plant. Today, we will not be talking about the marijuana plant. So, as we're talking today and and sharing all this info, make sure you're separating that in your brain. Only talking about the hemp plant. Right. So, listeners, we're happy to do this, so sit back and enjoy the road of discovery for the hemp's past, present, and future. So, let's start with hemp's past. Okay. And its past is a long one. They have recorded documentation of clothing made from hemp 10,000 years ago. Yeah. Right? So, architectures dug it up, hemp, uh, figured it out, dated, all that. Um, so some other interesting facts uh, before we get started with, you know, some, some history lo- timelines is uh, President Washington and Jefferson both grew hemp. And along with that, Americans were often legally bound to grow hemp during both the colonial and the uh, early republic eras. Now, why is that? Uh, I would imagine much like Corn, soybean, wheat are also kind of not mandatory, but you're forced to grow it. Ah, I see. Right? Okay. And they do that through subsidies and probably other challenges Right. we shouldn't talk about today. They were using it a lot for, like, paper and clothing and just a a lot of things back then. That is correct. The industry needed it so much that they uh, they were then given that permission to require farmers to grow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so another interesting fact there. So uh, its uses throughout history include, uh, as it was called, both the sacred grass and the king of seeds. So it was commonly referred to those two things. So most uses were paper, clothes, shoes, ropes, uh, also lots of medicinal uses so recorded all the way back to well I, I, I've got stuff you know many many years before Christ yeah. uh, BC before uh, when uh, when it had been recorded to be used as medicinal and we'll talk about some of those so let's uh, how about some highlights okay and the hemp's history okay so 8,000 years ago BC 
hemp is used for pottery, food, and medicines. So uh, again, they have recorded documentations of these things. They would usually find these through, you know, pottery discoveries, clothing, and then sometimes within uh, stuff like pottery, you also may they, they can pretty much discover that or they you know, the type of utensils they found, whether it was used for uh, food, clothing, or medicine. So back as early as 8,000 BC. Yeah. Uh, 5,000 BC, archaeologists found a jar of hemp seed and leaves in Berlin, Germany. Okay. 500 BC. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is a plant. It's been around for, I guess, literally ever. And we know China has always been very industrious in 100 BC. Uh, China uses hemp to make paper. As a matter of fact, shortly after that, they have the first manufacturing facility for producing paper solely using hemp. Mm. Right? So, uh, and then we have, uh, you know, hemp shows up in the early settlements of America back in the 1600s, uh, growing hemp to make rope, sails, and clothing. So it came to the shores uh, from the English settlements. You know, already. I yeah. Right there, just ran in and started growing those crops. So that's kind of a very industrial path with a lot of sprinkled medicinal uses in it. Right, right. Back in the day when we used to use plants for medicinal purposes. Yeah. Like- and, and, you know, we're going to find these things out again. But it's a shame that this plant disappeared uh, and we lost so much data. Yeah. Right? So many opportunities to study. So many studies that had already been done and then got, you know, pushed to the side because of regulations. Yeah. So uh, let's let's start. Let's have a conversation about the medicinal history of hemp. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I found in the year 2737 B.C., there is written evidence of hemp as medicine. Uh, it, it demonstrated topical hemp oils and teas to aid in pain relief. So it was back as early as 2700 B.C. There's documentation of, of uh, hemp being used for pain relief. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I found that pain relief sprinkled through its entire history. Recorded history that, you know, we're able to discover through archaeology and such as that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see, 77 AD, the Romans used hemp for the extraction of, you ready? <laughs> Insects from the ear. Ew. I guess that was a big thing in Rome. Okay. 77 AD, could no earplugs yet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have gone like the whole rest of my life not hearing that, but okay, <laughs> sure, why not? I'm with you on that one. That is kind of a creepy thought. Because you yeah. know what happened tonight. Anyway, uh, listen, but in, so it did say, you know, extraction of insects from the ears and for pain relief. Another recorded documentation, 77 AD, Romans using it for pain relief. Hmm. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they didn't describe, like, how they used it to get the bugs out of their ears, right? <laughs> I mean, do bugs just not like hemp, or no, does it, well, was it sticky, or? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, no, they didn't share that fact <laughs> with me, but that would I'd be curious, and I'd want to know that, too, but I was okay. unable to discover that. Okay. Uh, but it's interesting that ear pain it continues to be an issue, because in 2000 A.D., 
uh, there are discovered listings listings of the medicinal benefits that included treatment for ear pain. Hmm. So okay. Apparently, once they figured out the bug thing, <laughs> that led to ear pain. Uh, Stomach-related issues and burns were also recorded back in 200 A.D. as uh, medicinal, medicinal uses for him. Uh, Middle Eastern regions found it to be anti-inflammatory, pain-relieving, anti-emetic, which is vomiting, so if you get sick. Yeah. Anti-epileptic, this is for seizures, diuretic, and more. So, again, the Middle Eastern regions have a long history uh, with hemp as for medicinal uses. Yeah. So, uh, to be honest, so across the regions uh, and, and across history, it's, one thing seems to be very clear. Hemp was often used for pain relief. Yeah. So those who are still on the fence, uh, that's a lot of recorded data. That's a lot of people coming together saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting that I mean, obviously they don't ha- they don't have the testing that we have now, and all of the the research and all of the stuff that we have now. But they back in the day, obviously they just treated a plant as it wasn't a uh, as a it wasn't a bad thing. Let's let's see what this plant can do for us. Yeah, and let's you know, expand in many different ways. Whereas, unfortunately, now, well, back when it got legal, illegalized or whatever, Mm. um, it turned into a a demon plant. And it really wasn't that. It was always the little old hemp plant, lots of CBD, little baby amounts of THC. So that's, it is sad that it got... You put know, into its corner and not allowed to come back out. Yeah, and, and, and what a shame, too, because, you know, I'm pretty sure there was some, you know, agendas being uh, acted upon Yeah. Uh, when that all came about. But, you know, I just wanted to reinstate this again. Uh, so hemp being used for pain relief back as early as 2700 A.D. So that's, oh, that's almost five thousand years ago yeah document and then document throughout history uh so now the reason i bring this up is we have gone through at least three or four different episodes where we describe in detail and using science and research on how the hemp plant does contribute to the relief of pain and then if you add that to almost six thousand years of uh, of history yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an it's an encouraging thing for someone who's on the fence and want to give it a try. Yeah, and I think it's super exciting now that we are now embracing this plant again and allowing it to come back out. And we, our main theory here for this show is to make sure that it is here for our kids. Yeah, it's so here for let, the future. Yeah, and let me dovetail on that. So you, those who are on the fence and all this data about pain relief, the more of you that try it and have a successful outcome, the more the, the it, it then becomes more difficult to try to take this plan away. Right. In any form. Whether that's, you know, big business, government, or anybody. So the more of you out there that are willing to try and the more of you manufacturers that are willing to put quality product that's transparent into the market, the less chances this can 
ever be taken away. Right. You know? Because, I mean, listen, there's still people out there that are poo-pooing the hemp plant. I'm sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And they're, you know, whether they have an agenda or don't have an agenda, it's just this theory yeah. that has been beaten into us yeah, for the last, Statement. what, yeah. 10, 20 years? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm getting ready to walk through that little section. Yeah. It's it's an interesting. I, I actually had it. I titled this 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 section of the history as so so hear this it's the 20th century this is where all the hemp drama is yeah <laughs> the 20th yes. century uh yeah and, and we could go on for hours on all the different activities that happened during the 20th century but yeah of course i'm going to summarize it yeah you know so it's a little easier to digest but uh let's let's go there so and you know i hate to say this but you know 20th century is full of industrial yeah Big cat's getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, uh, for whatever reason, there wasn't a big enough fat cat to well, keep you know. hemp around. Is that? Well, hey, listen. So when I made that statement, uh, listen, it's not that there were a lot of industries that were doing it on purpose. They just get swept up. You know, the bigger you get, the more momentum is created. And then, you know, before you know it, you know, things just start happening. Right. Um, I, I, I would say that there, there could have been a few strong characters throughout industry that might have stood up and maybe defended it better. But right. I, I don't see anything wrong with what happened or it doesn't it, it's, it's not it's not that surprising. Well, and unfortunately, um, us Americans, we do what we do and we tend to abuse or overuse certain things. Yeah. Right. And so the marijuana plant stood out like a giant sore thumb. <laughs> Was it not uh, labeled the gateway drug? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> the heroin. Ooh, wow. I yeah. mean, I'm sure that's what it was impo- it meant. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the 20th century. Uh, here again is where most of the hemp drama exists. It uh, looks like uh, back in 1916, USDA publishes findings showing hemp produces four times more paper per acre than trees. Yeah. Let me say that again. Back in 1916, they knew this. The federal government, I mean, the USDA suggested uh, in their findings four times more paper yeah. than an acre of trees. Acre of trees, but by the way, took... 30 years to grow or whatever that number is and they produce so much oxygen for us this plant that in the right environment you could plant three times a year yeah you could harvest it three times a year right it's got it's got a growth cycle of you know less than six months maybe three months in optimal conditions like okay all right all right and we need our forests we need those trees we We really do it's coming back to haunt us that's correct yes all right let's try this 1937 the marijuana tax act placed a tax on all cannabis sales including hemp Mm -hmm. so this now heavily discouraging production of hemp yeah. All right. And I think this was something, you know, they had a import-export kind of a thing that drove this. Yeah. Uh, all right. 1938. 1938. Popular Mechanics writes an article about how hemp could be used in 25,000 different products. Yeah. I know the article they're suggesting about all the things that we'll talk about later, you know, how, you know, hemp is you know, more natural 
toxic resistant, blah, 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 blah. So, um, but yeah, so very believable, 25,000 different products. Uh, and, and, you know, even Henry Ford stepped in. 1942, Henry Ford built an experimental car body made with hemp fiber, which he suggested is 10 times stronger than steel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, in my little research, I found somewhere where Jay Leno has a car or featured a car on yeah. his little show about it was made out of hemp. Yeah. Listen, here's what I know. And I know hemp fiber is extremely strong. Its limitation is not about its strength as a fiber, but it's not very load bearing. Uh, from my understanding, it has to be mixed with something. Okay. All right. Let's try. Uh, 1942, USDA initiates the Hemp for Victory program. And this leads to more than 150,000 acres of hemp production. So it looks like they're trying to trying to uh, overcome the taxation mm -hmm. and promote hemp back again. 1957, farmers plant the last commercial hemp fields in the U.S., and this was in Wisconsin. All right, so now we have 1970. Ooh, this is the Controlled Substance Act that classified hemp as an illegal, illegal Schedule I drug. Strict regulations were imposed on cultivation and industrial hemp as well as marijuana. Bye-bye cannabis. Yeah. Pretty much what happened. Yeah, that's really too bad. And then it went dark. Yeah. It went dark, so they did a good job. They shut it down, and it stayed shut down for quite a while. I think a lot of the drama from then on was more about uh, the recreational use and medical use of the marijuana side. Right. And not a whole lot of uh, activities on the hemp side. Yeah. 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 Which probably was the reason it lasted so long that that that, you know, pushing the hemp back lasted so long is because everybody was focused in on marijuana. Yeah. Um, OK, then we go to 2014. President Obama signed the Farm Bill, which allowed research institutions to start piloting hemp farming. 2014, it starts coming out of the closet. This is a great thing for people who rely on CBD to treat their health issues. CBD research has been going on for over two decades, and it's been shown to have incredible effects on seizure, pain, anxiety, and inflammation. So... Um, there are currently studies being done on CBD effects on Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, strokes, MS, cancer. Listen, so that 2014 it act really opened up the door for today. And then you know that in 2018, the Farm Bill legalizes regulated production of hemp. Yay! So, let's take a break for our sponsors. And when we come back, let's talk about hemp in the present. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. 
We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, welcome back, listeners. All right, we are talking about hemp and uh, its sustainability. And let's go ahead and dive into the present. How is hemp? How is hemp, hemp viewed uh, presently? And let's, uh, you know, let's give us consideration. The 2018 Farm Bill that legalizes the production of hemp really was a turning point. Yeah, definitely. There, there are still complications, but we're, we're working through them. But that was a huge turning point. And since then, a lot of products have come to the market and a lot of uses. And Kimberly has gone through and discovered some of them. And let's hear what you found, Kimberly. Well, you know, I, I first was introduced to the hemp plant, uh, not regarding CBD, by um, a girl named Jill, and she is uh, at Hemp the Wonder Crop on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. And she really is, it's great to follow that just because you do learn all about the different ways the hemp plant can be used. Yeah, and we've had her on the show before, listeners, and she is spot on, uh, and her agenda is extremely transparent. Uh, So she is worth following. Right, yes, definitely. I mean, clothing, just everything. Shoes, uh, wheels, there were wheels. I saw one post that she had that they were using it for, you know, skateboard wheels. Oh. Yeah, and they were more durable. Mm -hmm, More durable. Um, One of the things that she uh, presented to me once was a hemp straw. And I don't know, I'm sure everybody knows that there's a big problem with plastic straws in this in this world. I mean, we use them for everything. They don't break down. They end up in the ocean. They're, I mean, they're just a mess. So she showed me this hemp straw and you can wash it five, six, 
times in the dishwasher. It lasts. It's it's uh, it's it's a really good thing, and it and it breaks down. It's not going to hurt the planet. Right. It's not going to you know. It's just. It's one of those things that I thought, wow, whoever invented this is going to be a millionaire because how is it that, you know, restaurants and bars and everybody that everywhere where you use a straw yeah. all the time um, is is not available. And you're going to hear some of this today, listeners, too, about the opportunities that are both earth friendly and good for us. And really all they're all waiting on is the November ballot this year. Oh. It's all that's the only reason uh, the industry has not picked up on this stuff, and you don't see hemp straws in and nightclubs, restaurants, and so forth. Is because there's still liabilities, there's still issues uh, because of it's not completely cleared through DEA and stuff like that. Yeah, which anyway, is cr- it's crazy. I mean, you're not going to eat the straw. <laughs> that's <laughs> just crazy. Ballot. You're just going to use it. Um, and if anybody's used a paper straw, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> it doesn't even, it's Hold terrible. Up. Right. So anyway, um, yes, it, it. so it is great for the earth. It really is great for the earth. And we have found, well, I found, mm-hmm. I did a little research. And as far as it, 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 it actually can go in and clean up the soil. It, Chernobyl, after Chernobyl, scientists found that they planted a bunch of industrial hemp around the uh, abandoned Chernobyl nuclear power plant, and it reduced the soil toxicity. So it must go in there and just really l- pulls all that bad stuff out of the soil. Yes, so what I've understood is the plant itself is very toxin resistant and because its growth cycle is so quick, it will extract stuff from the ground, process it, then die and compose, uh, you know, decompose and it can do that cycle three times a year, which not very many plants can do that and toxin resistant all at the same time. A beautiful discovery. Yeah, I mean, according to this, it can clean up the metals, pesticides, solvents, explosives, crude oil, and toxins leaching from landfills. Yeah. So, I mean, this just sounds like something that's good for the earth. Right. Right? They're even thinking about oil spills. Yeah. Uh, Using it on an oil spill next time. Oh, okay. See, this is where I just... Italy, they are using it to uh, to also clean up their soil. The, mm-hmm. All the farmers there are using it. And um, I, I found a, an Italian farmer. I just loved his quote. He says, we have to start giving back what we took from the environment and provide an alternative employment to our children. This here, is here. really why we're here. This yep. is what we want. We need to... You know, I mean, obviously we've all been locked up, so we haven't been doing a lot of the things that we do mm. lately. And Mother Nature is Has being rewarded, yep. right? So let's continue that. Let's take this plant, and I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of places in the United States that we can take this and use it for our soil, because I'm sure there's yep. a lot of landfills. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's what I, I find. I found that really the best story out of all of my where hemp is right now and what they're using it for. They're also using it, obviously, for cosmetics. 
It's great for the skin. It's great for, um, well, I mean, here's a small story for us. We went hiking last weekend. We went on a beautiful, long hike. It was wonderful. But um, the day after, (laughs) (laughs) we had the worst bites. I Oh, my gosh. Demon mosquitoes. Yeah, I don't (laughs) even know if we can classify them as mosquitoes. I don't know what they were, but they were beyond itchy um very large they actually grew in days yeah Yeah. (laughs) so we started putting the uh, our topical on just because it really calmed the itch and the redness and um i don't know it was it it worked yeah and it, it wasn't the wisdom right up front either i think both of us dealt with it for the first day scratched all the skin off man we had these yes little, it was terrible it was the second day we went right, let's try this and then it was uh, an immediate relief the the swelling still took time but the itching stopped and it's we stopped making it mad yeah and, and uh, it finally healed you're talking to a girl who's a benadryl queen oh. i love benadryl cream for my mosquito yeah. bites because i i mosquitoes love me um but that really wasn't even working either so we we're like okay let's give it a shot I mean, I've been practicing with cosmetics and CBD for quite a while. It's yeah. been over a year. I, 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 I use a beauty line. I love it. It's canaceuticals. Um, and it's just it just feels good on your skin. Yeah. Uh, I've actually even started using <laughs> our pain salve yeah. um, uh, on an, every night. On a regular basis? On my face yeah. and, you know, my arms and my chest. You know, as you get older as a female, things, you know, start happening. Um, and I, I, I love it. Mm. it. Obviously, it's calming me. It's helping me get a good night's sleep. And um, my skin feels really good. Yeah. It really does. So I believe cosmetics, CBD in cosmetics really does help. Yeah. Um, and I know that's the beginning. It's getting traction and it's getting all that wonderful stuff it needs to get, but it's still a little expensive, but mo- all, really all cosmetics are not cheap. Um, and if you're getting anything um, when you get older with some Retin-A in it and all that stuff, it's just going to cost you a little bit more. So really, um, on a price point, it's about the same. Yeah. It's really not that much more. And, and the then, benefits are great. Yeah, and there's some, there is some science in there because uh, uh, cannabidiol, uh, yeah, CBD has been known to, or, or the cannabidiols in the hemp plant have been known to have an impact on the endocannabinoid system, which monitors and manages your immune response. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of toxins that our skin becomes exposed to, and having an immune response system that is working correctly and in balance you know, which is homeostasis, um, is probably beneficial in a way that people just aren't quite used to because we're all used to putting Band-Aids over things. Retin-A is a Band-Aid. It truly is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, the chemicals that we put on our body and in our body on a daily basis are... And uh, I get it. Right now, we're in a quarantine world and... Some chemicals are okay for us, although I don't really believe in those either. I think you should just wash your hands and stuff like that. But I think cosmetics is a good future 
for the hemp plant. I really do. In many different ways. It doesn't have to just be a pain. It doesn't just have to be a beauty. It can just be an overall good health regimen. Yeah. And there'll be some signs by it. I don't think you can go get a hemp plant and just kind of rub it on you. I think, no. I think you have to you yeah. have to do things to get to the molecule. Yeah, you have to have the carrier. <laughs> yeah, right. you have yeah. to have that. So, and then the third one is food. Okay. Um, it's it's a great it's a great protein. Hemp is a great protein. Okay. It it's super high in omega three fatty acids. It's just a good little supplement. I've always said it. I say it all the time. I think almost every show I say it. <laughs> that it's just, it's, it's a good protein to, your body can break it down. It's, it's just an easy thing to put in your body and not have any side effects. So I believe it, in those three things. Those yeah, and, are my... And- and you've seen hemp on, in the food market. Yeah, I mean, people cook with it. That one has yeah. been out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they certainly have been using it as animal feed for a while now. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, with all, the, with all the latest on it being a supplement, being CBD, you know, it's showing up in all kinds of water and honeys and... Chocolate. Yeah, right? I've been doing this. People are sprinkling their tea. Crazy little keto coffee thing these last few weeks, trying to get rid of my quarantine <laughs> um, love handles. <laughs> we'll call them. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been putting a, a. So my keto coffee is the ghee butter mm-hmm. and MCT oil, mm-hmm. and uh, I put a little bit of cinnamon in there. And I've been adding my CBD right in it. You right. blend it up. It's like a little shake, coffee shake. It helps you get get up and get going in the day. And that's been wonderful. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, yeah, you're on target. I see lots of ducks about MCT oil. I'm, yeah, we already know about CBD. I, I think you got a good thing going on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Add it to your shake. It's a good, it's a good yeah. idea. And um, I... As far as animal feed, I was really looking into that. And, of course, there's always going to be, we need more research. We need more research. The seed, yes. But they're talking about actually, like, the plant. And, of course, there's the THC in there. And and pig farmers are like, well, I mean, if it increases a pig's appetite and calms them down, this sounds like a great combination yeah my my pig is calmly eating all day this is <laughs> this is great right same thing with the cow right it's like okay this is what we want our cows to do and if it's all natural that's a great thing but again we have to wait for science because yeah. the THC well let's let's talk about those uh, last two pieces of this section hemp in the present is research and laws and regulations now um, they're kind of intertwined with each other uh, you know, the research is somewhat still stifled by uh, the regulations mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, a lot of times researches are done by, you know, companies that have, you know, either prof- for-profit or uh, for non-profit, but either way, they can't afford exposure to liabilities. 
and until this crop is released fully, uh, there's lots of concerns. Yeah. Uh, there are even now running into lots of um, lots of patents have been filed. So you know, a researcher runs into that problem too. Uh, can't clearly do a clinical research because of uh, a component of hemp has been patented and you know now has rules. Uh, so and and I'm hearing a lot of patents. You know. Like lots of them, hundreds of them. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, you know, that's that's just commerce for you, everybody wanting to uh, kind of get in on that. Um, but, but now does everybody, so everybody has to wait until it gets legalized? No, no, or? no. So they're doing studies. I'm just suggesting they're limited. They could right. certainly go a lot further, a lot quicker. Uh, we could be seeing a lot more if there weren't these resisting things, uh, resistant things in the, in their way. Um and those two are the biggest ones. So, you know, we haven't come full on uh, federal regulated uh, regulations yet, or legalities yet, and we are uh, uh, certainly running into patents, a lot of patents that are slowing it down. Yeah. So, um, but let, let's go there. So the law is really the big deal. It's just DEA finally getting on the bus. Uh, uh, we expect that there'll be uh, Something that shows up on the November ballot, and if it passes, hemp will be permanently, uh, I'm sorry, cannabis will be permanently separated uh, from uh, the, uh, the, drug, uh, the Drug Act. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. And I think everybody's going to be in favor of it. I, I truly do. I know there's a lot of stigma behind uh, the uh, the THC component side of cannabis, um, but you know I think everybody's going to get moved past it because I think everybody realizes that you know done in moderation, just like alcohol, just like all kinds of other things, has so many health benefits. And the reality, if you overconsume THC, you know what are you you're going to raid the refrigerator. And never move off the couch when you overconsume and other things that are that should be on the drug schedule already are. You know, you tend to do things that aren't really good for other humans. Right? Yeah. Alcohol. You overconsume on alcohol. You're out there going Crazy. You're causing trouble. Well, just causing trouble. Yeah. Right? And heroin and meth and all those. You know, yeah. yeah, those fit. They really do fit. Well, I think it's interesting is that we took away the marijuana plant and we still have now we have this giant opiate problem. Yeah. So I hope that obviously once everything gets released that nobody I mean there's always going to be a stigma. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. But the but group if, is getting small. If we can respect the plant and not abuse it again so it doesn't get taken away, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Uh, you know, look for all this stuff in the November ballot. You know, if you have confidence, you're a believer this plan is good, let's, uh, we'll keep it. That's, that'll be a good place to take a stand. Uh, all right, let's take a break for our sponsors. And when we come back, let's talk about hemp in the future. All right, we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. 
We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Every Saturday morning, listen for the Superstar Sports Talk Block on Voice America Variety. We've got the best programs. If you want to talk football, hunting, outdoors, racing, and more, the weekends belong to sports. And you'll find it every Saturday beginning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll hear from the players, owners, experts, and fans from around the world. It's the Saturday Superstar Sports Talk Block. Wow, that's a mouthful. And it's only on the Voice America Variety. Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. All right, let's continue our topic on the hemp plant and its sustainability. And now we're into hemp in the future. Yeah. All right. Some four, some foreseen uses look like this. Textiles. And they're doing that, and they have in the past, and they're certainly, that's going to be a big industry. Uh, it, it, the, the, the fibers made by the hemp plant are, well, they hold shape mm-hmm. without stretching. Nice. So yeah, how do you think about that with just your clothing? Yeah. Right? So uh, they're also mold-resistant naturally resist UV light. Oh. Right? Don't we have a lot of clothes that break down? Yeah. Color and stuff that. like that. Huh? Uh, hemp fibers are water absorbent, so they retain dye and color better. All right. Right? That, I know I've been looking to get hemp clothing and stuff into the right. store for quite a while. Because what do we do to preserve the coloring and our clothing, our, our nice clothing? We send it to a dry cleaner. Right. Lots of chemicals, yeah. whatever, but I don't know. But I think maybe if you go to a hemp fiber, uh, maybe you can wash it in your in your home washing machine. Anyway, um, you know, they also, the, fi- the fibers breathe. So in warmer weather uh, and retaining warmth in cooler weather. So because they breathe, uh, again, helpful in the textile industry. Expect that industry will get pretty big. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. Right. I, I I would love to see that area grow. Yep. Food, food, both animals and humans. 
that's going to be a big thing in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is it going to replace wheat, soybean? I, I couldn't answer to that. Uh, but I know uh, it's projected to be a big deal. Uh, they're already starting with the animal uh, food. Uh, that has grown quite a bit and will continue to do so and see what happens on the human side. Yeah. Automotive. Listen, our automotive industry is huge. So expect cars with interiors made of hemp plastic and running on hemp biofuel, which lessens the impact on the environment. Driving such vehicles could be nearly five times greener than a conventional. So that means you could, oh my God, 20%. 20% of our issues with our atmosphere could be resolved just by moving over. Just by moving over. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means in the manufacturing world, yeah. but for a person who really is getting to that place now where she's thinking about her kids yeah. and her grandkids and her great grandkids. Right, yeah. We really don't want to leave yeah. what we've developed here. So I, I, when, we, when we did uh, the work on automotives, we also found this interesting fact. An acre of hemp can produce power equivalent to 100, um, to a, I'm sorry, an acre of hemp can, buy, can provide power equal to 1,000 gallons of gasoline. There you go. So just a little metrics. Um, how about building materials? Man, for homes and commercial use, uh, there's stuff like um, hempcrete, uh, which is extremely affordable, eco-friendly, strong, and last. Um, you know, hemp for homes and commercial use, it's, it's favored because it's non-toxic uh, with no off-gassing and no solvents. Yeah. Okay. It's also mold resistant. We already talked about with high vapor permeability and humidity control. Again, very useful in construction uses. Carbon sequestration. <laughs> so this is storing carbon dioxide rather than releasing it into the atmosphere. Again, huge, eco-friendly. Uh, it's fire resistant. It is pest resistant. And you know, for, for building materials, they're all saying this could be an alternative plastics. Yeah. And listen, the world needs an alternative to plastics. They really do. Yes, we're starting on the straws, but it's a big deal. Oh my goodness, it's it it really is. And and I mean, even Tupperware. Even I mean, we use plastic for so much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it doesn't break down. It's all in our oceans and our landfills. Oh my goodness, let's. Let's absolutely support hemp as an alternative for plastics. Yes, yes. Jill is smiling right now going, yep, yep. Mm, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, recovering the soil, you know, because, you know, the human-caused toxic events in our, in our, in our uh, history, like oil spills Chernobyl. and Chernobyls and all this, we actually have the potential to reverse some of that damage, recapture that soil, soil right? So, yeah, I mean, throw some money at this. Ooh. Right, yeah. I mean, because what do we do now for landfills? Do you just cover it all up and... And contain uh, the the impact of it. Right. Right, right. You know, bleeding off the fuels, the, the gases slowly and 
and plastic so it doesn't leach and oh my goodness so much okay so that's because i remember we <laughs> had we did drive past a landfill on the way to like mexico or something and i was asking you what are those little things sticking out right. of the ground and you said that's where the gases are released i, I was able to take our entire uh cub scout pack uh to a recycling center where Half of that discussion was all about how a landfill was was prepared, and oh my god, wow, lot a lot goes in that so yeah. that it doesn't creep even further. And anyway, uh, paper, cosmetics, and of course, medicinal use. Uh, medicinal use is going to be a huge one too because it's going to solve all, so many issues, uh, and it's going to do it with less risk than some of our current. Uh, accepted practices so that's exciting to see yep um you know when we move into the future we've got you know lots of anticipated freedoms in research now you know again so we're, we're still you know struggling we're still struggling because of regulatory issues and so forth but once all that gets freed up uh, right now even banking limitations are affecting research but, you know, the more, and believe it or not, I'll say this, but the more recreational use that's allowed, the more medicinal acceptance, the more we have a favorable outcome in the November ballot, and the more banking is going to go, okay, this is good, this is safe, let's fund it, and then boom, that's when it's all going to, that's when the research is really going to take off. Yeah, and, and you know, again, um, Everybody can help. Help us protect this plant by, if you are a medical marijuana uh, user, of course, use your medicine. Everybody practice safe use. And um, I, and if we legalize it, of course we don't believe yeah. that the kids should have anything. It should be just like alcohol. They can't have it till, I, th I think it's 21. Um, yeah, unless you have a medical situation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we can keep it so that we're protecting it and it doesn't get abused. Yeah. And, and let's, uh, again, another call to action here. So it's, it's more for you baby boomers. I'm, we're baby boomers. For us baby boomers, because younger generations really don't identify the stig with the stigma that we have yeah. with the marijuana plant. Right. But so the call to action is just this. You do not have to surrender. You don't have to give in. All you have to do is just be open to hearing what's been coming around the bend, what's what's potential, what's what the research is suggesting, uh, what the data, the accumulated data over the last 10, you know, the last decade's been suggesting. That's all. Just be open to hearing. And then make a, a well-informed decision. Yeah. Uh, really, that's the only call to action. Listen, the reality is going to be this. FDA is going to come in. They're going to set standards. They're going to set processes in place that will make hemp come out of manufacturing more managed. Yeah. Right? More predictable. Um, and then they're going to be the oversight to those processes and that should then really bring out a lot of consumer confidence i think so yes. i think so listen and and my mother was was very opposed to it when i first introduced it to her for pain she's like oh no i'm i can't take i can't do that 
I can't do marijuana. I'm not going to do marijuana. And I said, Mom, let's, let's talk about this plant. And let me tell you, I promise you're not going right. to feel the THC that's in this. And I've watched her. Product. It has been a positive ever since. Yeah, yeah. She's fine. And she's all the way up to a 2,500 milligram bottle of CBD. So. Yeah. And she's moving around, and yeah. she's doing what she has to do on a daily basis. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, again, it all kind of, in my mind, it all runs around the November ballot. Well, November ballot's going to be pivotal. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. if it doesn't happen in November, I got no real concerns because it's going to happen sooner or later. Well, let's hope it that it happens in November and everybody who's like well I mean is there even going to be a voting booth how do we vote now <laughs> right. you can vote by mail right. nobody needs to go and be around other people you can we can get this done at home yeah right and again I, and I just want to let everybody know I, I, I know I'm biased but I have confidence that this is going to come around uh, the hemp and the, the cannabis all together is just going to get pulled away because it's been in our history for 10,000 years. It was that small gap of time, you know, that 40 years there where we just made a dumb mistake. That's all. Nothing else. But that is all I see. Right. It was just an error. Whether done on purpose or not, it was an error. So I do. I'm I'm completely confident well, completely and yeah. even if you don't believe in it from the well we'll call it the hippie side you know there's money there's money in this business yeah. it's it i mean it, it's everywhere you can it, it really will help us yeah as america make a large amount of money all right okay so just i'll let you know what i think is going to happen uh after the november ballot i think uh fda is going to spin out their regulations or first second quarter of next year uh which will tell all of us manufacturers growers and so forth what to do and how to do it i think there will be six months of fine-tuning and tweaking that another year and a half of some small light adjustments it'll be two years before uh you know it's got a direct confident consumer path so i'm going to suggest you know 2027 mainstream that's my guess okay all right so hey listen that was a great topic today and this is a wrap for this episode of the cbd ed show i want to thank kim and cc for gathering today's research you're very welcome. I also want to thank you listeners for becoming an educated consumer of CBD. Hey, feel free to follow this show on our Instagram at the CBD Ed Show. Uh, literally, it's one of those things where we can use your support. And if you feel you're, you're comfortable in doing this, use hashtag protect the hemp when you're doing posts. Uh, all right. Next episode, we've got an exciting topic. I think we're doing a CBD Can I Drive? That is right. Listen, there are yeah. so many conversations around can I drive? Can I do this? Can I do that? Let us help give you some knowledge around that so you can make good decisions and dispel a lot of. I don't know, things that are just not really true out there. Yeah, I think it's one of the number one, not the number one questions from my customers, but it, it, it definitely, can I take this now? Do I have right. to wait till I go home? It's, it's, it's funny. 
right. <laughs> well, again, thank you very much, listeners. This is Ed Cheney, working to raise your potential. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon. 